Hey, no, I don't want to start like that. Bonjour. Bon, yeah. I want to do a little bit of a cultured episode this week. Yeah. Bonjournissimo. That's French and Italian. <laughs> uh, it's the Your Parents Watch This podcast on what network are we on, Kian? Uh We're on the Comedy Here Often network, the podcast network. Yeah. Uh, why don't you uh, tell the listeners about well, the network? Well, you see, it's a division of 604 Records, a record label founded by Jonathan Simkin and uh, and a man named uh, Chad Kroger. Yeah, maybe you heard of him. Of Nickelback. Maybe you heard of that. You know it? A bunch of global hits. All they all they make is bangers? You guys ever hear that one about burning it to the ground tonight? The only band with a perfect discography? You ever heard that one about wanting to be a rock star? Yep. You ever hear that one about the photograph? The Dark Horse? Yep. You ever hear that one about fucking... That actually might be all the ones I know. Hmm. You ever hear that song that's like, When the clock strikes 12, tell me where you're going... No, that's Billy Talent. Sorry. Yeah, we'll edit that out. <laughs> when, I was a kid, when I was a kid, the only two bands I listened to, like before I found out about rap music, the only bands I listened to was fucking Billy Talent and Nickelback. I didn't know. I still to this day get Billy Talent and Billy Idol mixed up, and Billy Eilish is getting in there too now. But I, uh, I always, um, I did like Nickelback. Thought right. they were sick. I choreographed a dance to burn it to the ground in grade six for dance unit and gym. Hell yeah! So. Can you do it for us? Do it for the listeners. <laughs> do it for the listeners? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember any of it, but I remember a lot of it was us just like, because you know how like gym floors were so slick? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We would just like spin around on our asses. Like, yeah. You know. Every single dance that we would do for dance unit and gym was just like, okay, let's take our shoes off and then we'll slide. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Or it was like, oh, we'll just do the dance from Thriller. That was another Another classic move we would I've do. I've never been good at dancing, though. Like, I can't make my limbs, like, look cool while I dance, you know? Yeah, no, I also suck shit at dancing. I'm not good at it. Like, as soon as I start dancing, everybody knows how I feel inside, which is uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm only able to have fun if I'm doing it as a bit. Yeah. I need to, like, really just mock everyone. And I'm not even good at doing it as a bit because I only have one dance move, which is wiggle my shoulders. Yeah, my I only have one dance move, too, and it's getting grinded on. <laughs> uh, Brad, I'd like to I'd like to start this off by asking you a question without giving away what movie we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- would you describe yourself more as a Thelma or more as a Louise? Now, that's a l- tough question because I you know you know me you know I want to be Louise. Look, we all want to be Louise. You know I would love to be Louise, but uh, unfortunately, I I think put in that situation, I would be Thelma. But there's Thel- no way if we went on the lamb that I wouldn't lose all of our money somehow. No, you're right about that. <laughs> and I would be holding it down, but barely the yeah. whole time. And then I do think, I think, honestly, I do think that I am Louise and you are Thelma. I think I would hold it down at the start. And then I think you would get way too into it and yeah. rob a convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, this week we watched Thelma and Louise. You know what's crazy about this movie? I feel like it doesn't get its respect. You liked it. I think this movie, like, deserves a lot more praise. This movie is so good. Yeah. It's excellent. I think it's actually a classic. It is a classic, without a doubt. Like, this is still 
I, you I, never I, hear about it. You know what I mean? When you're talking to movie guys, they're always No, this fucking... isn't one that comes up in like anyone's like top tens or anything. Like yeah, they're that. always blowing off like mob movies or fucking fight club or whatever dumb shit. Yeah, you know, this sh- movie... all shit that would be in our top ten. This movie <laughs> rocks though. It does rock, dude. It's yeah. so good. Like, this is one of my favorite can I tell you a bit of trivia? Please, lay it on me. My mom, uh, I was watching this movie this morning, and I was talking to my mom, and she said that this movie, uh, she said, quote, this movie changed my life. <laughs> How did it change your mom's life? Um, well, she said that... Because she did marry a cop. You know, that is not what Thelma or Louise would have done. Yeah, it's actually a much dumber thing. She <laughs> said that Brad Pitt was so hot in this movie that that's why she named me Brad. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah, I'm, na- I'm named after the hot cowboy in this movie, dude. Which is That's insane, because yeah. that is the hottest Brad Pitt has ever been. He was sexy, I'm not going to lie. He was... Dude, I I watched that and literally I was like, damn, he's a hard body. Like, that was what I thought in my head. Man, this And scene... I never have thoughts like that, bro. Yeah, like, usually I get uncomfortable in at horniness in movies. You get, you know me. I've railed about that before yeah. on the pod. But when Brad Pitt was, like, the scene where he's about to eat her pussy. I wasn't even looking well, at her I pussy. Actually, I'm trying to, we're trying to give this podcast mass appeal. So I wish you're I right. Let's edit out all of that. Let's not say pussy <laughs> four seconds into the episode, <laughs> but the part where he's about to eat her vagina. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now we got that mass appeal. <laughs> Hell yeah. That sounds better. But like, I was actually like, I was getting into it. I was like, that's exactly how I would do it, baby. <laughs> it was like two, we're two brads in a pod. <laughs> two brads in a pod. That's <laughs> Awesome. Man, I'd be I'd love to be in a pod with that Brad, but yeah, that whole sex scene, I was just I was honestly just looking at him. Yeah. He was he, great great work, Brad Pitt. I mean, his body was a wonderland. But, but anyway, explain to the listeners a little bit about the plot. So, Thelma and Louise is a movie about uh, two best friends. They grew up together. They live, uh, you know, pretty modest lives in a small boring town. Uh Thelma's just kind of like a you know, a housewife with a husband who doesn't love her. They've been together forever, and he's just kind of a... Yeah, he seems, like, probably a little abusive, you know well, I mean? And, like, not even... Like, he seems like he's too big of a pussy. To, like, excuse me, too big of a... <laughs> <laughs> too big of a vagina. Yeah. No, he was just, like, too big of a fucking bitch to hit her, though. He's very emotionally manipulative is the yeah. is the vibe I got from that guy. He's a gaslighter. He's a gaslighter. A gaslighter, a liar, and a, uh, you know, what's something else? Narcissist. Why not? And, yeah, fuck uh, it. Throw that in. Fuck dude. it. Pile <laughs> that on there. <laughs> fuck that guy. And, I, uh, that's how people, like, talk about, like, that's what everyone does when they call a guy a narcissist. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. I, I don't like his personality. Throw yeah. that word out. <laughs> he seems like he's into himself. Narcissist. <laughs> yeah. Why do you like yourself so much? I hate you. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's uh, that's Thelma. And then there's Louise, who's kind of like the street smart uh, tougher best friend who she's a server you know she 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 has this plan that they're gonna go spend the weekend weekend in the mountains together mm. but uh-oh Thelma doesn't tell her husband so uh, they end up just escaping while he's at work they take off and one thing leads to another and they kill a man who tried to sexually assault them and uh then they uh yeah go on a lamb and fucking go on ride into the sunset romp. yeah yeah 
I like yeah, this movie was great. I like um, the opening scene when they're in the restaurant, you know, and uh, they're hacking darts in the restaurant. Yeah, which, how much did that make you wish you could smoke in a restaurant? Oh, it made me nostalgic for a time before I was alive. <laughs> but I like it because the server comes up to them and she says, uh, you know, cigarettes lower your sex drive. But, like, I don't think that's true because also during the time where you were allowed to smoke inside, that was, like, the pinnacle of uh, guys slapping the receptionist on the ass. You're right. I we stopped smoking inside and, you know, all that shit slowly started to fade away. Yeah. So maybe if we stopped smoking outside, uh, everybody would be woke. Well, I don't know. Maybe if we started smoking inside again, we could fix the uh, global fertility crisis everyone's been yammering about. That's true. They do say we're the first generation to fuck less than our parents, and I think it's because I'm not allowed to hack one on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's because I can't smoke darts at my parents' house. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I quite liked that. Um, I also, man, I really just like the way that they portrayed these characters off the start. I feel like yeah. uh, Ridley Scott, this movie's directed by Ridley Scott, by the way, the guy who did uh, Alien and uh, Blade Runner and some other progressive masterpieces. Why do I think of the Joker when you say his name? I don't know. I always thought Ridley Scott was a very Joker-esque name. Sounds yeah, he's... like the final boss of a video game. Sounds like the name of the Joker before he became the Joker. <laughs> yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Maybe it sounds like the, the Joker's Riddler? dead name. Yeah, you're dead naming the Joker. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they like squeeze so much character development in here. Like yeah. uh, just the way... Uh, um, like Thelma like yells for her husband at, a, at at the house and he like snaps on her for being loud and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and then like she keeps uh, she has like a chocolate bar in the fridge that she keeps taking one bite of and putting it back yeah and then like but doing that until she finishes the chocolate bar which I've seen my mom do like <laughs> really? so oh dude that's that's exactly how my mom eats candy damn Just, I eat candy uh, in the way that like a garbage truck eats garbage <laughs> 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 I do it like uh like I have a little stash and I bring it somewhere private and just eat it all and yeah, yeah, yeah gorge. Yeah. yeah, sometimes like uh people will be like uh let's let's like hang out and get snacks and I'm like you don't want to see me get snacks. No, I don't eat snacks with people. That's yeah. very much an independent activity. Yeah, I will not snack in front of anybody. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it when they're like this reminded me of us when they're talking about going to the mountains to go fishing and they're like uh Louise is like, I don't know how to fish. And Thelma's like, yeah, me either. But how hard could it be? You know, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was. I, yeah, I think I would do that. You yeah, know that's I mean? very much our style. Just having a goal in mind. No, no way to get there. Yeah. And it's actually it's pretty hard to fish. One time I tried to go fishing and I accidentally uh, shot a uh, prize buck. Damn. You yeah. fucked up big time. Yeah. I tried to go fishing, but I accidentally went hunting. Yeah, I've gone fishing a couple of times. I I, uh, I either caught fish or I didn't. One time I tried to go fishing and I accidentally uh, retrieved a guy's bank details from his email account. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of fishing. Nice. Anyway. I fishing thought, with a PH. Yeah, I thought the listeners might like that one. Yeah, I'm sure someone liked it. I'm sure a guy who watches as many s internet scam videos as you do <laughs> likes it. Yeah, give us five stars for that one. That's not a bad Yeah, uh, that is joke. pretty good. Only took me two tries to find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thelma and Louise, they disappear in the in the middle of uh, the day, in the middle of the work day. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, disappear to a uh, big country bar. 
Yeah, they're packing up uh, to leave, you know, and yeah. uh, Thelma brings a fucking, like, a little lantern. Yeah. And they're like, uh, Louise is like, why are you bringing that lantern? She's like, well, maybe there's going to be a serial killer who cuts out the lights. And I was like, uh, I would probably bring, like, a shield if I was worried about getting serial killed. I'd bring armor. Yeah, I'd bring a gun, which she also brings. Yeah, so. I was like yelling Good at call. the screen in that scene i was like bring a gun and then she pulled out the gun and i was like god dang <laughs> this movie's sick dude. <laughs> yeah, it was like she heard me through the screen but yeah they go to like a country bar and then there's like you know that's where they meet the guy who tries to sexually assault them and we can go into that in a minute here but there's a big line dancing scene yeah oh before we i like the part with the gun too where they where uh thelma's like I don't know how to use this. Can you take care of it? Yeah. It's like, how hard can using a gun possibly be? I, yeah, I feel like I could probably... Uh, All you have to do to use a gun is point it and then press the only button. Yeah. There's not even two buttons on it. It's simpler <laughs> than an iPhone. <laughs> well, they didn't have... Uh, she'd be fucked if she had an iPhone then. Dude. But it's simpler than an old-timey phone, true, too. True, You don't have to twist any nozzles on it. That's true. Well... You know, she grows through this movie, and eventually she does learn how to use the gun. So, yeah. are you happy? Yeah. Do you I like am. that? I am happy about that. Some character development. She starts off not being able to use a gun, and then by the end of the movie, yeah, she shoots. That's beautiful. That's sick. That's an allegory for... Uh, That's the allegory of the caves. <laughs> Is it? Nope. Uh, <laughs> um, the line dancing scene. Yeah, man. I don't have a lot to say for that. Just that... Uh, here, I want to read my note exactly. Um, line dancing fucking sucks, bro. It sucks. It's I've, so boring. I don't think I've ever line danced. You didn't have to learn it in school? No, I've I've key bump danced, but I've never line danced. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. But really, though, have you line danced? I'm doing a lot of puns this Yeah, week. you're going crazy. But also, I don't think so. No? We did Cadillac Ranch. That That is line dancing. For the oh, listeners, okay. if you don't know, I don't know how big this is everywhere else, but in Alberta, uh, this is like a whole unit in school. You learn this all through like elementary and junior high and a little bit of high school if you're unlucky. But uh, you just like everyone lines up in a line and you all do like a dance independently of one another, but like it's all the same steps yeah. and you all do it in perfect synchronization. And usually at the end of... Uh, you know, the little dance sequence, you clap and then you spin around and then you do it facing in the other direction and you spin around in a circle and that's the song, baby. That's line dancing. Yeah. In my school, we would do it to like any song too. It wasn't just the Cadillac Ranch song. Like I remember uh, one time, you know that song that's like uh, to the left, take it back now. Oh y'all. yeah, we would do that. Mo- uh, what was that? One hop this time. Bow. Yeah. But we didn't do the dance to that song like the one you're supposed to do. We would do the Cadillac Ranch to that song. That's insane. Are you serious? Dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be illegal. Yeah. So it was just like, I guess it was like that was the test in gym was like this guy yelling dance moves at you and you had to do you other gotta dance moves. You got to tune him out and do the Cadillac Ranch. <laughs> That's so funny to just like teach kids how to do the only the Cadillac Ranch and be like, and now you can dance. It, yeah. Now you know how. I mean, that is, it's so funny that, like, you still have to call the gym teacher a teacher, even though their job is to just, like, make you learn how to cross your feet weird. Yeah, exactly. Make me clap in synchronization. Yeah. Make me get really uncomfortable and hold a girl's hand for just a second. Yeah. My gym teacher also exclusively wore sweats. Damn. Like, every other teacher had to wear a collared shirt and, like, slacks. And yeah. my gym teacher, you could just see his dick print all the time. Yeah, that's crazy. Was your uh, was your gym teacher like an exclusive gym teacher? Or did he teach other shit? 
He was an exclusive gym teacher for the first two years. This is junior high I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for grade seven and eight, he only taught gym. And then in grade nine, they needed an extra math teacher. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so they just threw him into math. And then, like, he was so bad at it. Like, he was worse at math than most of the kids. And he, what, what was this? So he's like, if I made you run uh, three laps and then, <laughs> and then I made you drop and give me 20... How many calories would you have burned? No, he would just like be like, uh, so let's talk about calculus. He'd be like the quadratic formula. I don't know. He honestly, <laughs> he probably knew as much about math then as I do now. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And that's the thing you have to respect about teachers is that like I used to get so pissed off when they wouldn't know anything, but like I'd be bullshitting harder than they were if I, I was mean, there. But that's the thing. It would be so easy to be a teacher. Like those guys, like. Not all of them, of course, but, like, people don't get fired if they just go in and fucking riff bullshit. Yeah, you really don't. As long as you, like, don't hit any kids. Yeah. You can have that job for years. Yeah. We had a teacher in high school that got caught drinking on the job more than once. (laughs) And they just kept him around. Was he a good teacher otherwise, though? No, he sucked. (laughs) (laughs) That's fire. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved that. But the reason I asked if uh, your gym teacher was like a dedicated gym teacher was because I did, we didn't have any dedicated gym teachers at our school. We just had like regular, like our I th- a couple of math teachers were gym teachers. That's actually One of the science teacher. worse. Well, it was just very funny because like all the, all the you know, it's like how you were saying, all the teachers would dress nicely, khakis, shirts, whatever, like button down shirts. And then he would just have these like couple math and science teachers who would just wear track suits to everything. <laughs> They'd like be, you know, dissecting frogs or whatever in like fucking, you know, track suits with their names embroidered on the, on yeah, the chest. Yeah. Just very, very goofy. What were they like teaching gym class? Were they like, uh, okay, everybody run the square root of four laps? No, they were definitely like mostly gym teachers. Like they like they, they were guys whose favorite subject. They were all guys whose favorite subject was gym growing up. They were like, drop and give me two to the power of five. Yeah, yeah. There was like this one teacher who loved gym. He was the math teacher, Mr. Chimino. I don't don't like him. Name drop him right now. But he had this game that he was like, hey, you guys, I invented this game for us all to play. And it was just kickball. <laughs> it was just kickball, but we played it inside. <laughs> that was the only difference to it. We used to play this game in gym class called the gauntlet. Yeah. And it was uh, the entire class would stand in two lines as if we were about to line dance, but we'd be facing each other and holding dodgeballs. Yeah. <laughs> and each kid would take turns running <laughs> through the line and you'd try to not get hit. It was super fun, but it's like, like again, I don't think that guy should count as a teacher. No, dude. That, I mean, that literally sounds like, uh, like you know, like those... Uh, uh, kids cartoons when they're showing you how bad gym class is yeah when they're like oh you know dodgeball is fucked and then there's like this over exaggerated version of them playing dodgeball that's exactly like the game you described yeah i mean it was awesome though i'm not gonna lie we did it in hockey too yeah but um anyway this movie gets very fucking um i don't want to say woke because that's the wrong word but it deals with some heavy shit here yeah this movie um like it should have taught our parents a little something about like the way that uh police handle assault yeah but then it uh i don't know what the fuck they learned from this i guess that brad pitt's sexy i mean he was and that is that is a lesson that 
It was important that they all took that away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't shit on them. That was one that, of the main themes of this movie was that, that lesson, Brad Pitt was sexy and had abs. Them learning that did change the trajectory of the world. <laughs> your name would probably be Tyler or Leo. Yeah, if your mom was just naming you after hot guys in movies, your name would have been Leo. If my this name movie would be Steven Seagal, <laughs> <laughs> Jean Claude Van Brad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it is like commenting a lot on uh, policing. Yeah, because well, let's let's get into it. So uh, there was like this, um, you know, scummy fucking drunk guy at the bar who went to pick up Thelma, and Thelma, you know, she's she's in for a wild night of fun. She's rebelling, baby. Yeah, she's so she goes to, to dance with him. She has a couple of drinks. Uh, nothing wrong with nothing that. Serious. Ladies are allowed to have a couple drinks with a guy, and That's they don't owe you anything nothing. after they have a drink with you, except money. Yeah, I mean, except exactly half of what the drinks cost. <laughs> I mean, you know, if and tip. <laughs> I mean, if we're going full equality, <laughs> yo, I'm about seven dollars probably, and yeah. nothing else after that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me order you a drink, and then you pay for yeah. it. That's how I've learned. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she like this guy's like uh, trying to pick her up, and uh, he's bad news though. He is bad news. He's not a. He's not the one. You know what I mean? Well, Sometimes you need to talk to a guy and dance with him for a little bit before you realize he's not the one. I would assume. Well, I've never you found it. out that this guy wasn't the one as soon as he started. Like his only dance move seemed to be spinning her around really fast and keeping her away from her friend. Yeah, which ladies. If your man he's trying <laughs> to spin you really fast and get you dizzy. Ladies, if your man's main goal seems to be keeping you away from yeah, your friend. Disorienting <laughs> you physically. <laughs> isolating you from your uh, group. Maybe talk to one of the bar staff. If your man, if you ever meet a guy at a bar and he, he, like, he flirts in the same way that like a shark would flirt with a fish, <laughs> maybe... Uh, I, you know, I'm not one to tell you how to live your life, but maybe, you know, find a, find a nice guy. Yell fire. Find a nice guy. You know? <laughs> That's your advice. <laughs> <laughs> guy like me wouldn't do something like that. Yeah, I would never treat a woman like that. <laughs> I wouldn't even dance with you. Yeah. I would just ask you about um, the, who's, I'd be like, hey, who's the, the girl you hate most at your job? Damn, she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I fuck that la- lady. <laughs> But um, anyway, the guy takes Thelma outside and tries to uh, assault her, but Louise steps in. Which, I mean, that's like a commentary on how confident dudes are. Like, you think you can just, like, assault a lady in a parking lot of a packed club and get away with it? And yeah, the like, answer that's insane, was yes. Man. Well, and it, well, that was the crazy part, was that that guy had, like, a reputation for doing shit like that. Like... Uh, later on, like when when the cops were investigating his murder, because that's what happened is Louis shoots and kills him. Yeah. Um, partly in self-defense, partly because he was getting a little fucking mouthy. Yeah. Um, Listen, fellas, if you're one of your boys, one of the dogs, one of your hounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Has a reputation for taking girls out to the parking lot and fucking pinning them down. Maybe, uh, you know, stop hanging out with It's them. time to put that dog down. <laughs> <laughs> Take that dog out behind the barn, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I, I think um, I actually think that's what the true Bechdel test should be. Oh, elaborate. Because, uh, you know, the Bechdel test right now is if there's uh, do two female characters in the movie talk to each other about something apart from a man. Yeah. 
And I think it should be, uh, do they shoot and kill a rapist? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> and then that's how you can tell if it's a, if it's a feminist masterpiece. That's not. true, because one thing about the Bechdel test, it hasn't been updated in a long time. No, not for this modern era. Times have changed. The Bechdel test has not. It's not as progressive as it used to be. Yeah. Look, we have 21st century problems. Yeah. We need to shoot problematic guys in the face. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, he's a bad guy, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, but anyway, they have to flee because they all realize that, or at least Luis and Thelma realize that, uh, you know, nobody's going to believe their story because Thelma was seen dancing with this guy. Um, you know, he has a reputation as, you know, being a which again bit of a fuck boy in town, but, like, even that doesn't, you know... But that's another fucking little commentary thing about how, like, uh, like the, it's still that way. Like, if they no, see yeah. you, like, talking to... Like, uh, everybody was like, uh, oh, I don't want to use that example. But, like, if they see you talking to a guy and it seems like you're enjoying it, then they'll be like, oh, you're probably false allegation. Yeah, right exactly. Now. And, like, that's kind of the... That's the thing is, like... I don't know, man. This movie should have taught our parents to believe women, but instead it took Twitter, like, eight years of Twitter for and, us to start believing women. And they're still not, like, and we still don't a lot <laughs> yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah. We're still, like... Hmm. We still only do it if it's not a guy we like. Yeah, that's exactly If it's exactly a guy we already it. hated. If it's a guy we all had bad feelings about yeah. before. Which... I believe women about Chris D'Elia. I do not believe women about Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sue me. I liked live at the Beacon Theater. But I don't. I can't even name a Crystalia special to yeah, but shit that, on. Like yeah, that's crazy though that it's still like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's I kinda, mean, it is less like that a little to be fair, but not it is that definitely much less, less. But like, I mean, and and it's not. I don't know, man. I feel like a lady would probably disagree with saying it's less like that. It's still pretty like that. I would say. Yeah, I mean, like ever so slightly less. Yeah. Marginally like less. T- like, nice guys will believe. But me. I think that this movie does such a good job of capturing those feelings of, like, desperation and how when you have, like, a society that's structured, you know, that's w- where it's, like, not, you know, I guess equal for everybody, it's going to drive people to do crazy fucked up shit. Because that's the thing. That's the whole point of this movie is that Thelma and Luis never would have uh, ended up where they were, which is fugitives on the run who you know, rob convenience stores and have murdered a guy and they blow up a truck later too. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have ended up there if uh, they hadn't been fucked with. Yeah. If they had the freedoms they needed from the start, if they had been given the respect they deserve and they had been taken seriously when, you know, shit happened to them. Yeah, it would have just been a self-defense case. Exactly. Which is, a, it's also kind of insane that you can like, like self-defense is like only if a a guy like is trying to kill you like you don't get self-defense if a guy's like trying to assault you yeah self-defense is such a weird one too because you also can't like they judge you based on how hard you assault them like you, you can't go crazy on a guy you have to like only hurt them enough to be able to get away yeah so like technically it what, has to be a proportional response yeah exactly and well and what the that that doesn't account for is the fact that sometimes i just see red but you know what else? sometimes i just go <laughs> crazy <laughs> if a guy ever uh like tries to pin me down and touch my butt like i think i think that guy deserves to get shot wait sorry what like that like assaulting like a sexual assaulting like that guy that's proportional if you murder a guy 
even though he was like didn't actually do it but was trying to do it i think that's fair yeah fuck it i super wouldn't want to have that happen to me i really wouldn't want (laughs) (laughs) i'd be willing to kill a guy to not let that happen i think anyone should be allowed to it's not actionable i don't want anyone to show up at my door yeah but i will um yeah i think all women should have guns yeah i mean i i just think everyone should have a gun yeah i i think that too but i also think that all women should yeah i think women should get them first and then men get them like six years later (laughs) (laughs) once women get really good with them we can start giving the boys guns yeah yeah give them a head start yeah but women that women all need to be like the fastest they got to be like quick draw yeah you know like women should have Uzis and guys should have revolvers. That's what it should be. Yeah. They only get access to fully automatics. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, it should have been a, a commentary on all that, but I like I don't think it I don't know if it resonated really. No, nah, man, I mean well, because that's kind of the downside, and we've talked about it so many times with movies that try and make big points about society and are also like super fucking entertaining good ass movies is that sometimes those points can kind of get drowned out in you know how awesome this movie is yeah and like that's the thing it is is tight as shit it is tight as shit (laughs) and like that's that that is kind of the big uh you know that is a large or a main theme kind of early on in the movie less so at the end of the movie at the end of the movie i think it kind of turns into more of like uh, you know, freedoms for uh, these women and how much they, you know, don't like their lives at home and how they really have nothing to go back to. Yeah, it sort of transitions into being about, like, taking your life into your own hands. Yeah, exactly. Which is, again, a s- awesome theme that I think is, uh, you know, it's. I'm glad that I like it. I like I, that shit resonates a lot with me. I like this movie. As a guy who's taken his life into his own hands right now. Yeah, I like this movie front to back, honestly. Like, uh... The chase scene is phenomenal. The fucking driving it off the cliff rules. That shit does rule. Uh, Brad Pitt picking up hot and sexy Brad Pitt was awesome. Because that's about when this happens now. Yeah. Well, they go on the lamb. Yeah, they go on the lamb. They're They're drunk driving the whole time, which is so cool. That is really cool. Remember when that was legal at the same time that they didn't have seatbelts? Was drunk driving ever legal? I don't know. I feel like it wasn't a crime. Like, I feel like... You weren't supposed to do it, but it also, like, no one really gave a shit. Like, a cop would pull you over drunk driving, and he'd be like, all right, fucking pull over and take a nap. Yeah, make sure you just go home. Yeah, go the speed limit on the way home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Man, that's such a funny era of policing, where they're just like, okay, just be super careful. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote... um, this movie is an allegory for what happens behind the scenes of every movie. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, but do you want to... Can you go into that a little bit more? Or do you want to try and break that down? I actually have no idea what I meant by that. Do you want to break it down? I don't know. I feel like you're talking about just... I don't know. How women can kind of be railroaded into positions that they're not stoked to be in because they, you know... whether They might need money or they want to achieve fame or career goals or whatever. Yeah, because it's not necessarily just women. I should say anybody who has um, 
Anybody you know, who's not in the power. Yeah, spot. exactly, exactly. Anybody who doesn't have uh, power going into it, and you know, I, in this movie particularly, I think that the lead that women did have a lot of power. They were very famous actresses, but like in Hollywood as a whole, yeah, I would say that's a very common thing that happens all well, the time. Well, I think actors and actresses are like the janitors of Hollywood because, like, really, the guys with the power are producers and directors. I, yeah, I think. Yes, I don't know that. Well, I mean, that's who, that's who's making all all the money. Money. it's it's kind of i mean it's like um it's the same with comedy where like it, it's you know it's the agents it's the behind the scenes guy who guys who are getting percentages of everybody yeah. are who or who's cashing in i just saw a thing today and about in canada how the, there's no regulation so they get 97 percent. anyways love you all the agents that book me thanks <laughs> but go ahead <laughs> yeah yeah big shout out to <laughs> oh, I gotta edit that out now, dude. <laughs> you can keep it in. Oh yeah, nothing I, will happen. They probably don't listen. To nothing will happen. Yeah, don't tell them I said that. <laughs> nothing will happen. Yeah, if there's any fucking comedians listening to this and you snitch, dude, I'm bringing a 38 special. Yo, why would you mic. do that, dude? <laughs> Um, fuck. What were we saying? Um, we're oh, talking about, about how the agents power fuck thing. you. Because I feel like it happens to. Because ch- here's, I think what I meant is like they had no other choice, really. Thelma and Louise, like they kind of had to shoot that guy. Because what else are you gonna do? I in mean, that in that situation? in that particular scenario, they could have left. They could have just chalked it up, you know. But he was still dangerous. He was like, uh, well, but in the legal definition of self defense, because they had gotten away, they were walking away, and Louise came back and shot him after he was getting mouthy. They okay. didn't have to do that. I guess it's sick that they did it. I support it. That was objectively, I think that was the right call. Yeah, he would have done that to another lady next Saturday. That's true. But like, but then I mean, once they're on the run, anyways, they have no other choice but to keep running. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, and uh, I think it happens to like. You know, like how uh, you hear about all the fucking like child actors that grow up to be the fucking guys who touch kids. Yes, because they got touched. Like, uh, you know, that's what I mean. It's like that just happens in Hollywood. Anyway, this might be dumb as fuck. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I'm glad on. you brought it up. I'm glad you glad you gave that uh, for us to consider. Yeah. You know what I will say, though, is uh, I thought going on the run for a crime was, like, super cool when Tay-K did it. But it turns out I think it's even way cooler when it's uh, two babes. Yeah, it was super cool. How yeah. do you think you would do in a in a lamb-type scenario? Um, honestly, really good. See, that's exactly the thought I had <laughs> through this whole movie, is that I would have made it to Mexico. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, like, that's... It's kind of impossible now because everything connects to fucking GPS and stuff. But dude, if I w- if we were around in the eighties, yeah, oh, forget about it. But the other thing is like a, I don't know. I just uh, I just feel that I would be good at it. I, I feel like that's how I think. I feel like my but brain is. That's probably just like being raised as a man in a patriarchy. You just believe that you could get away with any crime. Well, yeah, but I think that that's the attitude you need to get away with any crime. I mean, yeah. You think a guy who doesn't believe in himself is going to get away with something? <laughs> no. That's a good point. You got to have that uh, can-do attitude. And that's sort of the catch-22 you find yourself in. That's why it's hard to be a straight white male. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're taking a lot of different stances that are all over the place this episode. <laughs> I thought that's what this podcast was about. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and speaking of taking a lot of different stances, do you think that uh, when uh, Brad Pitt robs Thelma for 6K, do you think that's a metaphor for capitalism? Because they get fucked. Because let me pitch you this. 6K. Not a ton of money. It's a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, not a ton of money. Yeah, but... A scroungeable, upable amount of money. You could you could rustle that, you know? I honestly don't think I could rustle up $6,000. Or I do... Th- I think it would take me three months. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> if, but if, if you... if For three months, if you... Like, every day your goal was, I gotta get some fucking money. Yeah. You could rustle up 6K. Yeah. So what's Say your... that more confidently. Yes, I could easily, Thank you. and it would there be nothing go. to me. Believe in yourself. If That's I had a what gun like them, it would take me four hours. <laughs> yeah, a gun plus a mask. You do the math. Yeah, in the words of Juicy J. Damn, but um, I never heard that song. It's sick, dude. Check it out. It's also what it's called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but uh, Brad Pitt, he he robs Thelma and Louise of six k, and they're fucked. They are done at that point. At that point, they have to start. That's when uh, Thelma, I would say, kind of breaks bad, starts robbing convenience stores, yeah. putting guns to cops' heads, shit like that. And again, this is kind of like what we were talking about before with um, uh, the assault scene earlier and, you know, I guess the oppression women generally face in society, but this is kind of going to, I guess, financial the financial side of things. Um, that, I mean, all that... That or that financial strain pushed them to go fucking crazy and nuts, and again, Damn. wouldn't have happened had there been a, a UBI perchance, yeah. or you know, better fucking um, court systems, better policing, all that shit. I guess that's kind of the point, or the big point of this movie. I think is that um, you know the you know modern society and all of our social constructs or gender norms and all that shit is it pushes people to unhappiness and it makes them feel trapped and it makes them lash out and break away in ways that seem destructive and awful i mean like this movie's honestly a microcosm of uh all the big um like the blm protests and shit that happened in the summer uh, i i don't know if i you don't that like far. that you I don't, don't like know. that take? I didn't see the capitalism thing, but then I saw it after you explained it, but, but I really don't see the BLM. Well, I'm just saying it, it, it's, you know, it's um, it, it's the inherent, um, you know, just the uh, fucked ass way society is. How uh, in that case, racism is baked into, you know, lawmaking and policy and policing and all that shit. And um, it's it's these people who are, you know, fully oppressed. They don't really... Or at least they can, you know, get out of there, but it's fucked, and a lot of them feel pretty fucking trapped. Then you just have mass amounts of people lashing out and going crazy. And I mean, that's yeah. a that's a maybe you could edit that out. Maybe that's a bad summation of everything, but I do think that it comes from the same place of people getting frustrated and having nowhere to go, and so then they just you know do what they can, which is often uh, frowned upon tactics. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I think that uh, those were peaceful protests, and it wasn't like as violent and desperate as this was. Yeah, I mean, like, but also, they what burned a, down what a bunch a guy of like buildings, you know, like... Yeah, that's a proportional response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. I don't know, man. You don't, you don't have to agree with me. You can also edit that out even. I don't I don't, I just I don't, don't feel know. married to that take. That was just something I felt. I just don't know. I don't know if I agree or don't agree with that. I think I'm not smart enough to uh, connect to those dots in my mind. Fair. Fair enough. Damn. 
First time I've ever been the dumb one on the podcast. Yeah, you're right. That must um, be hard for you. Nah, it's, you know, I'm always making excellent points usually, so. Um, but I thought, I didn't see the capitalism thing when he stole the money. I thought uh, that was just a, it was an allegory for you never let a stranger into the into the business. I mean, that is also true. You never tell a guy you don't know about the operation. No, never do. Especially a guy who just told you he was a criminal. I mean, he literally told you literally just five said. minutes ago that he's a robber. And then you're like, let me leave this giant envelope of cash yeah, man. I don't know. Is this movie like respectful to women? <laughs> is that just <laughs> yeah. like is that just Ridley Scott being like, yeah, girls are pretty dumb. Here's a plot point. Here's a know. plot point about how dumb girls are. Maybe, but Thelma was kind of fucking up the operation a bunch before that too. Yeah, Thelma. Thelma was definitely letting her heart get in the way a little bit. But I guess that is how it's a metaphor for the fucking system, because it's like a. She wasn't like a dumb lady. She was just like didn't know how to operate in this uh, dog eat dog world. No, exactly. She was doing everything objectively right. She wanted to help people. She yeah. was honest. She was liter- very literally yeah. loving. She was trying to be a good person. She was. And then these motherfuckers kept sliding on her. Well, exactly. And that's and that's kind of how she hardens up through this whole movie. Is like, yeah. you know, she just keeps. She literally just keeps getting fucked until she blows up a truck and drives off a cliff. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's a fucking little allegory thing there. Yeah, man. I, I, I really do think this movie is just about how uh, society beats you down and fucks you. It makes you into something you don't necessarily want to be and you don't really have any any other choice other than to fill that role or, you know, concede to an, a, a fully unhappy and unfulfilling existence. Yeah. So should we uh, rob a convenience store after this? Yes. And follow the exact same script as uh, Thelma does. That shit was tight. It was. It cool. was. I. She robbed it in the coolest way ever. I thought she robbed it cooler than how Brad Pitt pitched it to her. Yeah, because that, th- that she really took some liberties, and they all worked. And also, like, I just want to say that might be the coolest pickup line I've ever seen. Just being like about to hook up with a chick and be like, "Oh yeah, I also like. I'm also like a robber." Yeah. <laughs> so like rob people all the time i do that to girls i'm like uh hey by the way i sell weed <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like oh my god walk me through how selling weed goes yeah and then i'm like uh it's actually pretty embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> and, and you like palmer and eighth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that was fucking tight brad pitt rattling off his uh script in bed damn Made me feel, uh, made me feel safe having someone that dangerous on my side. Yeah, I did really like Brad Pitt's character until he double crossed. Yeah, then that was pretty whack. I didn't like that he talked to the police. I would have been fine if he robbed them, but I didn't yeah. like that he folded. Yeah, you gotta if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna steal six thousand dollars, you gotta be willing to go to jail about yeah, it. I think big time, big time. As a guy who's never stolen $6,000. As a guy who's never had $6,000 before. Um, I do, like, want to get wooed by a criminal, though. Like, that seems like the hottest... Like, I feel like we're deep enough in the episode now that we can start talking about fucking. So what I will say is... Even though we've been talking about it the whole time. But what I will say is that, like, that's got to be the best fuck of your life, is, like, feeling a little bit scared. Yeah, dude. That would be huge. Just, like, not knowing what's about yeah, to happen. Yeah, the danger of it all. Fucking a loose cannon, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. If there's any 
Anyway. It's like when you fuck Rob, but you don't have the birth control talk beforehand. Which I never do. <laughs> have you ever had that talk? I don't think that's real. I've started I to recently. I genuinely believe that nobody asks girls if, they're, if they have been tested or if they're <laughs> on birth control. I don't think anyone does that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rude. Same it way. Same rude. way. I don't ask about religion or politics. Yeah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like, what do you not trust this That's woman? Private. Like, you I seem nice. Yeah. It seemed like you would do whatever I would do in this scenario. Yeah. Listen, if we, if we got nothing common that we're about to have sex, uh, like I just assume yeah. that you live the same as me. Yeah, I don't have to worry about you getting an abortion or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're fucking me, you are pro-abortion. Yeah. I will say that as a guy who weighs 97 pounds and wears <laughs> his mom's sweaters and cuffs his pants. If you find that hot, you are down to get an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> um. What did you think of the uh, misogynistic truck driver through this movie? Actually, before we talk about that, I want to talk one more time about um, Brad Pitt stealing $6,000. Yes. Because I do think that's an allegory. Um, Not for capitalism, though. I think it's an allegory for um, if you eat pussy good enough, then uh, the universe will reward you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? You think Brad Pitt got that money because he was a generous lover? Yeah. I think because she went at breakfast the next day, she was talking about how good the the fucking was. Yeah. And so what I took that to mean is that if you really put your all into it, like if 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 she comes first, then uh, that means God will uh, look out for you. It'll all come back around. Yeah. And that's sort of my philosophy on it. If there's any girls listening, <laughs> if there's any girls listening, I wouldn't rob you, but yeah. I would do everything else Brad Pitt did. Yeah, especially uh, wear the cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! I, my favorite part of this movie was when he's shirtless but still wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, that was like. I wonder if Ridley Scott was like. You know, paused the movie and was like, yo, p- Brad, pop that fucking hat on. Yeah. Put that sh- fucking hat on, bro. You know what my favorite line? You li- have chaps? <laughs> <laughs> you have spurs? <laughs> you know what my favorite line in the whole movie was? Hmm. Uh, it was uh, when the cops are like, uh, they're with Louise's husband and uh, they're wiretapping the phone, right? And they're like, uh, or no, it's Thelma's husband. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And they're like... Uh, they're like explaining to him how to uh, keep her on the phone long enough so they can track it, and uh, the cop goes, "Yeah, so if she calls, like, be really nice, act like you miss her. Women love that shit." Yeah, yeah, and they all <laughs> laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I don't know, because in my experience, uh, women hate it when I act like I miss them. Yeah. They're always like, damn, 48 Snapchats in a row is too many. <laughs> yeah, you got to play it a little cooler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that'd be it. pretty funny to like uh, try and keep a girl on the f- like it's the same exact situation. Uh, the cops are wiretapping your shit. You're trying to keep a girl on the phone, and you're just playing aloof. Like yeah. she calls, you're like, "Hey, I'm a little busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you mind like calling? Uh, you know, I can call you actually if that works." <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if the cops wiretapped your phone, and then uh, your girlfriend called you, and you were just trying to keep her on the line to prove to the cops that you have a girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you keep. <laughs> you're just like. 
So we're like, um, we like are exclusive, right? You, uh, we've kissed before, you know. Yeah. Can you just like say that we've? Would you agree that we've kissed? <laughs> <laughs> so we agree that we've made it. <laughs> would we, you, we agree that you like it sometimes. Would you agree that you tuck your hair behind your ears when I compliment you? <laughs> <laughs> would you agree that I love you very much? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to become a lawyer and just interrogate my wife. Yeah, doing lawyer talk on. Potential first dates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exhibit A, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit B, here's uh, my penis and balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exhibit C, they're hard. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if your balls got hard. Yeah, man. Um, I think also that if a woman robs your convenience store that you work at, just don't worry about it. <laughs> what do you mean? Because she probably like thought it through, you know? She probably, like, thought about it a lot and decided that that was, like, the best course of action. Yeah, there's probably a re- You shouldn't doubt women. Yeah, so I say... Probably I a say, reason she's doing that. Yeah, I say she's probably got a good reason. You know, it's not an impulse rob. I trust women. Yeah, I believe them, too. <laughs> I believe that you had to rob this convenience <laughs> store. I believe that you've earned all the money in the cash register. <laughs> but I am going to give you less than I would a boy robber. Yeah. I'm keeping 30% of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that over? Did no. Did stop having a wage gap yet? Because uh, you walk around all day in your life just thinking, like, you walk around acting like there's no wage gap. You know what I mean? Yeah. You expect there to not be a wage gap. And then and then someone's like, uh, oh, there is there is one. And you, yeah. And then <laughs> how, what do you do? Like, oh, f- shit. I go, fuck. I'm gonna have to go home and like s- be sad for a while. Well, it's hard, and I, I, I just think about how poor I am, and I'm like, oh, damn. You guys are thirty percent poor. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, dude. Yeah, because that's crazy. Like, if you're like, if you're making less money, and then also you have to spend more money on like fucking, you know, wearing shit, wearing makeup, and what do girls buy? No, you got it. You Shit and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> you got to like ha- have those like they're always buying face masks and shit. Those don't seem cheap. They're like all your shampoo is like not three in one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like so even if there isn't a wage gap, like there is one still with all that stuff, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Lady, lady razors. Yeah. They cost more. Do they? Yeah. God damn, dude. They you fuck what, you. You see what I mean about uh, how this movie is an allegory? I'm stealing your point now. <laughs> remember when I said that earlier? Yeah, I remember <laughs> when you said that. I can see I'm, I'm the battered wife. I'm the Thelma of this podcast. Yeah, you came. That was a really good point earlier. Yeah, that's crazy, though. They should stop having a wage gap. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's get rid of that. I they I want to make... amend earlier when I said I split the bill in half. I'll pay for seventy seven percent of that. Yeah, of the bill. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta pay. You gotta pay the last thirty or whatever. Yeah, we're splitting uh, the bill, but I'm still gonna pay. Look, more. I'll pay more. That's fair. Yeah, you're you're, <laughs> you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound 
<laughs> woke either. <laughs> no, that definitely I, doesn't sound woke. But I don't know like how to sound woke on this podcast. Everything I've said so far, I've been like, uh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I do believe in equality, but also I uh, uh, have to consciously not call women girls all the time. <laughs> yeah, dude, that is the hardest. That's been the biggest struggle of my 20s so far is like trying to stop saying girls. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they really drill that one in. And it sucks because, like, boys still love being called boys. <laughs> I'm still clinging to that, me and yeah. the boys. We no, all love that. Nobody wants to hear, oh, me and all my men. Nobody yeah. wants that. No, that's a little indulgent. Yeah, that's a little fucking horny, to Imagine be honest. Imagine you, me, and Simon walk in and we're like, oh, the men have arrived. Yeah, I would never be so cocky as to call myself a man. Hey, Mom, I'm having a party. All my men are coming. <laughs> like, you have an army? You're a general? My men are going to be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is like... I say dudes and girls. Yeah. But uh, you got to stop doing that. At some point, it's like you're 21 years old. You got to stop saying girls, man. If you say gals, is that ironic? Is that like more of a cool, chill choice? I think that's worse. Is that like being felt like like saying fellas? I think gals is about equivalent to holes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) I like that for boys though. If you're like, oh, where where are all my fucking rods at? <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to start doing. Yeah, <laughs> just go straight. Describe only based on genitalia. Yeah. I don't believe in the gender binary, but I do believe in uh, having pussies or balls. Yeah, but I guess actually that becomes problematic if you're like midway through a, you know, a switcheroo, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yeah, that went is, off the rails yeah this is gonna be a we're not gonna have to edit this at all um maybe i'll just at, tell, call people what they want to be called yeah just for the record maybe that's what i'll do <laughs> so so what did you think of the uh cat calling uh shitty uh truck driver that they periodically meet through this movie this you know what this might be an unpopular opinion but i th- i don't think that guy was a good guy you didn't like him. I think he was a real piece of work. I thought you were going to identify with that character. Oh, yeah. This because is a little known fact about Brad, because but he loves catcalling women from his Toyota Corolla. I've never once done that, and I also don't drive a Toyota Corolla. What so these drive? are two false allegations. Something adjacent to that? Nope. I drive I drive a 2022 Lamborghini fucking Lamborghini Zoom. Alfredo. A Lamborghini Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best I could come fast. up with. <laughs> it's the fastest one they got. <laughs> I don't even know the name of one Lamb. I don't even know what it would sound like. You're never don't even worry about it, dude. You're never going to have to know what the name of a Lamborghini. <laughs> that that always I always thought that was so funny when I'd see like kids in like grade six and they'd have like Lamborghini posters in their rooms and I'm like, why are you even worrying about this shit, dude? <laughs> it's even funnier when you meet a guy in his twenties oh, and he's talking awesome. about like supercars. I know, like, man. If you don't already have one, you're never gonna get one. No, dude. exactly, exactly. If you're if you don't have a supercar by twenty eight, just give up. Yeah, yeah. Now fucking a nineteen ninety three Toyota Corolla. That's what I call a supercar. That thing lasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's reliable. A real supercar if I've ever seen one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I thought that guy was a real fucking piece of piece of work. Yeah. Can I see your lip chap? Yeah. You know what one thing that did I actually part of me kind of respected him. What was that? Uh 
that he never backed down even when they had guns pointed at him? I mean, no, but yeah, that was sick. Uh, honestly, no, it was... Um, there was a shot of him in his cab, and then I realized, like, damn, he he's not listening to any podcasts right now. This is just a man alone with his thoughts driving cross-country to Fresno. Yeah, that would be fucked. That would be a I'm not, I'm not. I'm not giving him any excuses right now. What he did, like, he was catcalling him out of his truck that was fucked, but, like... Of course you'd go insane doing that job, man. If my job was thinking for 18-hour stretches, I would also be fucked. I don't know if I'd be that type of fucked. No, I, I don't hope. think I'd catcall women, but I'd be yelling theories at them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, whatever I'd been thinking about, that whole 18 hours, I'd just scream at them, dude. Yeah. Like, I would hope I wouldn't become that genre of fucked, but there's no way I wouldn't be, like, a Timothy McVeigh genre of fucked. Or What's like, Timothy McVeigh? Isn't he the guy who blew up the building? Which building? The one with the daycare in it. The, like, Oklahoma federal building or whatever fucking shit. Oh, maybe. I don't keep up with that. I worry about the heroes. I worry about the first responders. He is a hero to me. (laughs) He he was the first responder, (laughs) in my opinion. Um, Yeah, you would like, yeah. I'd you would be, lose it. You would go yell crazy. At, I wouldn't yell at women. But I would yell at every single person. No, I yeah, saw. dude. I wouldn't even use my horn anymore. I'd yeah. just be screaming at people. Yeah, going like losing it. I'd man. be respectful though. I'd keep my windows up. No, I'd keep them down. I'd <laughs> want to talk. Have you ever seen a real cat call like in real life? Yeah, I've been cat called. Have you? Yeah, I've been cat called, but only um, like where a guys like calling me gay. No, I had a guy cat call me in Chinatown one time. Was it's, it about how you you have a tight fucking ass? Something about I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was, uh, yeah, it was something. I, I yeah, I can't remember. It was that I looked good or something like that, and like it felt a little nice. One time I was walking, I had a little spring in my step after he yelled that at me. Yeah, well, that's a problematic take. On well, it. it was the first time it happened. If that happened t- twice to me that day, I would have gone crazy. Yeah. But it happened once to me in my entire life, and honestly, I felt sexy. Well, I, I mean, I like that for you. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was walking home drunk, uh, like like real late, like three, like after three, and uh, I was like on my uh, street, and uh, I was just fucked up. Like, you know the genre of fucked up where you're like, Nobody can ask me anything right now or else I'll puke. Like, you're just like, I need to be in silence. Oh, I know that well. Yeah. And so I was that type of (laughs) fucked. And then all of a sudden this car pulls up and like stops. And uh, the guy rolls down his window and he beckons me over. Yeah. He's like, "Uh, come here. I got a little question to ask you. Like like I was like a child of the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like he had seen me before. (laughs) And uh, I thought it was like a guy I knew because I'm, you know... uh, I'm a globetrotting popularity guy. Did this happen in, on White or in Sherwood Park? On White. Okay, yeah. Nobody talks to each other in Sherwood well, Park. Well, that was why I was Except confused. old people. They go, how's your day? And that you go, drives ah, me insane when old myself. people make polite conversation with yeah, me. Yeah, I hate it. But Times anyway. have changed, Grandpa. We're sad now. Yeah. But he he beckons me over, and once I get to his car, he's like, are you straight? And I thought he meant it in the way of, like, are you okay? and you said no no i was like yeah man i'm I'm cool i'm fine what's up and then he was like like, i'm pretty twisted right i was like i was like yeah i'm all good and he was like uh no like are you straight 
And I, I still didn't get it. I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. <laughs> like, why are you asking so much, you fucking weirdo? Yeah. And uh, then he asked me that one more time, and I said the same thing, but I understood what he meant at, on the third time. Yeah, yeah. But I just said the same thing in feigned ignorance as yeah, yeah. Uh, I do, you know? And then he, he like, did a burnout. He just, like, sped away. He was like, <laughs> fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> trying to pick you up. But that was easily the scariest one ever because he stopped, you know? Yeah, that is a scary I one. I was like, I fully believed he was just going to, like, pull a gun out of his lap and be like... Well, you're not tonight. Get in the car and... Um, Blow me off. <laughs> That's what Blow I thought. Was <laughs> well, thank God it didn't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like how they uh, set up that thing with the truck driver, how they kept having him, like, pop up and they'd see it. Because do you ever have that when you're on road trips? You see, like, a dumb fucking car a couple of times? Yeah. Yeah, I hate seeing the same guy. Like, sometimes... I'll, I'll, often when i'm on the road i'll like m- i change speeds a lot yeah because because uh, I, I like speeding but then i get nervous too as you do so i'll go like 150 for like an hour and then i'll slow down to like 80 <laughs> and then uh like yeah then the same people i blew by and like probably flipped off because i get road rage too will start blowing by me yeah it happens to me a lot actually nice. yeah yeah yeah, I like that. That just uh I don't know, man. I was in the mood to watch a road trip movie big time this week and this that that little microcosm. It was kind of a shitty conflict in this movie, but that little thing. Yeah. That that took took me back to the open road. That's true. To driving up to GP and back every other month. <laughs> this was a really good movie. This was a sick movie. But uh yeah, no, I did like it when they uh, eventually got the uh, trucker to pull over. They tried to make him apologize, he wouldn't. And they shot up his truck. Yeah, very feminist energy, big, very progressive. Only, only thing that I like. Uh, I don't know if I like. I, I didn't like this. I I didn't like this. But one thing that I noticed, she was wearing Thelma was wearing a Confederate flag T-shirt. I did not notice that. So I think that just goes to show the duality of man. You know, you can also you can be feminist, but you can also be for states' rights. And a lot of people don't think that. A lot of people don't think you can. Uh, yeah believe you know both both of those things yeah and i don't think you should what you don't you don't like feminism because i know you love states rights (laughs) (laughs) i actually feel the exact opposite way and i would like the record to reflect that um yeah that's crazy i didn't know she was wearing a confederate flag um god damn i had something but i forgot it Hmm. Anyway, that's okay. Well, the other part of this movie that I wanted to talk about before the ending here was uh, the uh, getting pulled over sequence. Yeah. So they're driving like out, you know, kind of by the Grand Canyon, big mountainous region, some fucking rocks and shit in the background. Mm. Uh, And a cop pulls him over middle of nowhere, takes Thelma into the front seat of uh, his car is about to like, you know, run a check on her or whatever. Or sorry, takes Louise into the front seat. Then Thelma comes up, gun to the cop's head. Makes him fucking give her his gun, his yeah. all his ammo. Makes him sit in the or get into the get in the trunk. Yeah, she blows was... out his tires. It's fire, dude. Yeah, and then they take off scot free. But later on, a cyclist, mm-hmm. a weed smoking guy. Which I've never seen a guy in cycling, like the cycling spandex, also be smoking while he's doing that. Yeah, me. I mean, I haven't seen it either, but also, like, I couldn't I couldn't even fathom going for a bike ride that long and not smoking a big-ass fucking joint partway through. 
Yeah, but you wouldn't wear the spandex because then as soon as you get high, you're just like, everybody thinks I look dumb. You're right, dude. <laughs> and they do. They they always thought you looked dumb. Yeah. Well, that's like my favorite thing to do biking is like I'm a I, I, I'm a I'm a big cyclist. I mm. love going for bike rides. And like in the summer after like a like I go so fucking hard when I bike yeah. that I pass out. Like I love passing all those guys in spandex and shit while I'm just like wearing jeans tucked into my socks. <laughs> it is a powerful feeling, dude. Yeah, that, is, that must be nice. I've never done it personally. Uh, it's sick. Try it out. But uh, anyway, he, he blows smoke into the cop's trunk, hot boxes him. He knows that he's in there. Instead of letting them out, he just gets them high as fuck, bro. Yeah, which I I couldn't interpret if that was a nice gesture or if that was mean. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about that either. I feel like it would be a little mean. You know, I'd want water, but also, you know, thank you. Yeah, at the exact same in the same breath, thank you. You're still giving me something. Yeah, that's not cheap. Yeah. Also, the other thing I wondered was how did the holes get there? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's. Standard issue police holes. <laughs> they all got holes in their shit. Yeah, police cars and bowling balls are built very similar. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, um, my question to you that I'd like to pose is: uh, Is this a exploitation movie? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the case could be made that it is kind of a, f- a femme exploitation movie. I was gonna call it a different. I was gonna say something else. What I was. <laughs> I was gearing up to do a bitch exploitation joke. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> well, then I guess we agree. <laughs> but I don't know. I f- think it could be, but I also don't really. I'm not clear on the definition of it either. So the a, l- a lot of people think um, exploitation movies mean um, uh, you're uh, taking, you know, like struggles or something gratuitous or something that's topical uh usually you hear black exploitation um and stuff like uh, yeah mostly you hear black exploitation so what a lot of people think is that it's exploiting um i guess black people to try and make a movie um where really it's using i guess um I, i'm butchering this explanation but they're basically just using that as a way to get people into the theaters. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good or it's bad. Yeah. It's just kind of um, it's an advertiser. It's a money maker. It's grabby. It's exciting. Um, so like a lot of the classic black exploitation movies are actually like progressive as hell. Um, they just happen to be called exploitation films, and some aren't. Some suck for sure. Uh, and I think it's the same with this. You know, like um, you, you remember watching the female prisoner scorpion movies. Those Japanese movies that were inspired by Kill Bill. Yeah, I had my eyes closed for a lot of that. See, that like, movie was fucked up, and and that that would also be called fem exploitation. I would say that's like way less progressive than this movie is. Yeah, but it is. They are ultimately doing the same things of, uh, you know, taking um, you know, I guess the struggles that women face, um, using them as a. Or and I guess women themselves and using that as a way to get people into the fucking theaters, but um, Thelma and Louise I think is like, it's uh, very progressive in what they have to say. Like I think that it is a beneficial movie. Yeah, because I uh, think like what I I think this movie is like a what I thought exploitation was is you take like a universal struggle yeah or like or a grand struggle or whatever and then uh, you don't address it and you just make a sick as hell movie about people who are going through that struggle yeah and that and yeah and i think that's what this is 
Yes, I do think it is in a way, but I also do think that they address the struggle enough to make it topical. Like this yeah. movie, it walks that line very, very well of being an entertaining movie while also having a lot to say. And you can watch it and get whatever whatever you want out of it. Like That's true. This in movie my eyes, swagged on me. It is. I mean, like this is this is an ideal movie. These are Thelma and Louise. Uh, this reminds me of. Uh, it reminds me of Wall Street. It reminds me of uh, Scarface. It reminds me of uh, Starship Troopers. But it's it's in that caliber of movies that you know they have a lot of social commentary and they are also sick. They have great plots. They have great characters. I like everything that ha- like it's just good. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the ending. Let's because this ending rocks. All right. So Thelma and Louise, they're co- they've been cornered. They've been in a police chase. They've uh, chased him to the edge of the cliff. There's a helicopter there. They're yep. in a showdown with the cops. And in this moment, they realize if they if they go to the police, their lives are done. They're fucked. They have to live the rest of their lives in uh, captivity, which is basically how they've been living their whole lives up to this point, too. Yep. This weekend has been the only time they've been free their whole lives. So they choose to fucking keep that going, and they drive off the cliff holding hands. Yeah, and they also kiss first. They do kiss, which, uh, too. Uh, maybe a less woke guy than me would think that was hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was very deep. I just thought... I just thought it was a very interesting directorial choice. Yeah, I thought it was illuminating. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was sexy at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that... Honestly, I that's like a perfect ending to me. It was, man. This movie, like, it, it's such an iconic ending. I did, I, well, I, while they were uh, in the chase, I did wish that they started firing rounds at the cops. Me too. That That's the only thing that would have made it better for me is if they killed some more police officers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought it was great. I would say this is the only unrealistic part of the movie to me. Yeah. I don't think that this is the police response we would see where two young pretty white women on the lam like this like it would probably just be uh maybe one cop <laughs> maybe one um not even a cop maybe a peace officer <laughs> being uh, like ladies what's going on here yeah i mean it definitely would have been a would not have been a 40 car caravan no. with snipers no definitely not but I don't know. Maybe it would have in today's enlightened society. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I thought it was very uh, modern that they called Thelma armed and dangerous. She was. It's good that they recognized that in her. Yeah. It's good that they stopped thinking she was bluffing at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's Thelma and Louise. Do you think that... What, do you, what are your thoughts? What are your takeaways from this movie? What do you think our parents learned? Um, firstly, my takeaway from this movie is, uh, people need to give it more respect. I'm, you know what I mean? I, do. I don't like hearing so much about fucking Scarface all the time. This needs to be in more people's top tens. This yeah. movie is amazing. Yeah. It's a banger. Wall to wall. Good. I mean, there's not even like, you are, you're always making excuses for the one corny part of your favorite old movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's this no one corny. doesn't have one. There's no corny parts in this. Yeah. It's just sick the entire way through. And it holds up so well today. Like so many uh, Ridley Scott movies, I, I will say, hold up exceptionally well in terms of like being progressive and all that shit. But like, God yeah, damn. It's a real shame he had to turn into the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Ridley. <laughs> Um, I think our parents learned from this uh, maybe a little bit about fucking um, 
a little bit about a woman's struggle, hopefully. Hopefully. Probably not. And uh, I think also they learned that loose lips sink ships. They do. Oh, man. If you ever meet a guy while you're on the lam, don't tell him where you're going. Don't tell him about crimes your friend did. Yeah. How about? Yeah, don't keep that shit tight. That's a good lesson for everybody. You know what? Maybe just, uh, you know, don't brag about crimes. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. Just think you're sick. You don't need other guys to think you're sick. Just privately think that it's really cool what you did. Yeah. Um, Um, I think maybe it taught our parents a little bit about why some people are hesitant to go to the cops when they uh, have a thing that they could go to the cops about. Yes. You know, people like when Me Too was happening, everybody was like, oh, this should be handled in a court of law instead of on the Internet. Yeah, It's like, well, this is why it it doesn't. This is why it doesn't get handled in courts of law. If you went to a court of law, some 90 year old in a powdered wig would be like, uh, I do not believe you. Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, yeah, show show this movie to anybody who was like, oh, well, why did she wait so long to come forward then? Yeah, and it's like this is why. Well, because of guys like you, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it's also fu- funny those guys like if it, if they couldn't say that, like if someone came forward immediately, that's that guy would just have a different criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. Um. What else? What do you think it taught our parents? Well. I mean, yeah, I, I think you covered it pretty well. Um, the only thing I wanted to add, I want to I want to play devil's advocate for a second here. Mm. So we've been talking about how this movie is very progressive, how Ridley Scott made this to kind of you know illuminate the struggle of women. Yep. Bring bring attention to it in a movie that's sick and tight the whole way through. Yep. But um, what if that wasn't what he was trying to do? What if this is just like a beta simpy way of being like, yo, ladies. Isn't it fucked up how men can be sometimes? <laughs> Yo, that, aren't men fucked? I'm not like that, though. That's been a... I've been thinking that as I say all this shit on this podcast. Yeah, I know, man. And that's why I want to address it. Yeah. Because, like, that's... To me, that's the only downfall of this movie is that it is Ridley... Like, it's a dude who made it. And yeah. Ridley Scott's a capable director. He proved himself well in this movie. And I don't think he made a bad movie. But I that that would be the only thing to me that would make this better is if... And it, this sounds like a dumb take, but if a woman directed this, you would have gotten like, and there was nuance in it, but there would have been so much more nuance. This would have been, I I think it only could have been better. And it would have told, you know, probably would have developed these female characters a little better and I don't gotten know. into their struggle a little more. I'm half with you, half against you, because I also think that, uh, it, yeah, it could have been if it was a little more authentic, but I also think that's a little bit of a simpy thing to say, too. It is a little bit of a simpy thing Because it also could have been worse. It totally could have been, been worse. It could have been a terrible movie. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I think that this movie is as good of uh, a movie... This is as good of a movie about two women that a man could produce. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is the, the, as good as it gets. And there I'm not go. saying it's bad by any stretch. This is a great movie. I don't think it missteps. I think it, I think it hits everything like very, very well. I just think that if, if you wanted to make it better, and it could totally end up worse, but you could potentially yeah. make it better by having a, a competent lady director do it. Yeah, I'm with you on that one for sure. Um yeah. I don't have anything else that taught our parents. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. That's Thelma and Louise, baby. I loved this movie. Everyone should watch it. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's sick. You know what I mean? Even if you don't gotta get all, you don't gotta get all horny about society while you're watching no. this movie. Just watch some movies about some friends on the lamb together. Yeah. It's tight. It's sick. It's a. This is like the best, one of the best crime road trips. And I love crime movies. You, you've seen most, mostly crime movies. Yeah. Almost all the movies. All are, your favorite movies are crime or Aladdin. Yeah. Every Well, every movie <laughs> I've watched that hasn't been for this podcast is a crime movie. <laughs> and I will say this is a fucking really tight crime it's movie. It's so good. Well, and I mean, like, the character also, development... One thing I like in the crime movie vein of this is uh, it because you know how most crime movies, it's just like they plan it and then execute it either flawlessly or they get busted like this shows sort of the like random stuff you have to do once you're in that life just to maintain it, which I think is cool as hell. Yeah, I really liked it. This movie like there's not a lot of movies that really capture the feeling of like an adventure. And this this totally does. If it wasn't for the serious content matter, I'd, I'd even go so far as to say this is a romp. I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost a romp. Yeah, it's inches away from being a romp. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it also... I just like the way it uh, it shows like shit spiraling. It does, it's yeah, nice. man. I'm, I'm a sucker for a, a, a character that spirals because that's very difficult to write. It's like, yeah, like we were all horny about how Fight Club showed a cool spiral of a guy. But I think this might be a better spiral than Fight Club was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it really shows, um, I guess, how somebody somebody can go from complete, or I guess in Thelma's case, uh, complete innocence to just fucking living the life. Yeah. And also without even realizing that you've gone insane. Yeah, exactly. It's just like the escalating, I guess, problems you have to deal with now that now take you in, you know, from being a normal person to being this fucking maniac. Like it it honestly reminds me of uh, watching Breaking Bad. Like I know you weren't into that show, but like seriously, the the character development in Thelma and Louise is very reminiscent to the Walter White saga. That's kind of crazy, actually. It is fucking tight. This movie. Yeah, it, it. it's so good, but unfortunately, we're about to run out of space on the SD card. So watch this movie. Uh, I don't think they even need to do a progressive re-release, but they could if they wanted to. They could to. if they wanted to, but yeah, they don't have to. This movie holds up perfectly. Also, I just got to say this before we sign off. Thelma's jawline in this. Woo! Magnificent. I'm mm-hmm. glad you mentioned it because mm-hmm. I couldn't, couldn't take my eyes off those fucking sharp angles yeah that was nice anyway this has been your parents watch this brought to you by comedy here often come swag us out i'm in victoria this week uh kian's not i'm gonna be at the comic strip this week i'm I'm at the comic strip next week uh with godfrey who are you with this week uh i'm with ryan belleville Ooh. and then uh january sorry uh december 15th through the 20th i'm gonna be in vancouver doing shows at the house of comedy so Come see me. I got to book one of them. I keep forgetting. Yeah, talk if to him. The booker for the House of Comedy is listening to this. Uh, Get Brad involved. Well, I'll probably just see you this week anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Good night. We love you. <laughs>